Can you hear me okay? I can. All right. Are you connected to the right speaker, the right mic? I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just one I, of those days, Greg. One I literally days. stepped in the door from the office and booted oh, okay. everything up, and here I am. So I don't even know if I'm here yet or not. All right. Yeah. Welcome to the pre-show, Greg. Yeah, welcome to the pre-show. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you ever looked back at your taste in music or had your taste in music look back at you before? So let me tell you where I'm, where I'm coming with this. So my mother has been cleaning out her boxes of albums. So for the kids out there, this would be an album where pictures are put in. Right? <laughs> yes. Pictures and stuff. Yeah. So I'm looking through this album. And it's very interesting, as, as I've told to you many times. I am not a big hockey fan, but lo and behold, I've got Boya Salming, Rick Vive, Mike Palmatier, and Dan, Dan Dau signature cards in my album. And I've got some other stuff, but specific to music, Greg, here's who Cream was listening to. I don't know what year this is. 1983. Police sex symbol turned actor. Sting was in Kareem's album. Were you like four then? Remember that? George Bell? George Bell. George Bell. When he became MVP. Sugar Ray Leonard. I was a huge boxing fan, Greg. A huge boxing fan. Uh, What else? I will, so let me show you this picture first. Wrestling fan. And Greg, I went to see her in concert at uh, Kingswood Music Theater at Canada's Wonderland. Tiffany. Wow. Tiffany. And then to end it all off, the king of pop, Michael Jackson. Look at you. Is in my album. So if you're listening to this on audio... Go check out our YouTube page and uh, you can see this podcast and these photos that I've shared. Just go to welcome to the music.com and click on the YouTube icon. And you can see our podcast in video format, all edited by Dynalone Records own Greg Tilston. <laughs> there you go. Wow, that's, that's a riveting pre-show. That's the pre-show. <laughs> that was that was a riveting, riveting pre-show. Well, thanks, thanks for coming prepared, Greg, to to contribute. <laughs> Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at eleven seventy-seven Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. Hi there, I'm Barney Bentall, and I'm talking to you from the west coast of Canada, and I'm with Kareem and Greg, 
And uh, we're here talking about my new record, my new release called Cosmic Dreamer on True North Records. Very excited about the record, which after doing this for 30 some odd years, that's a good sign, I suppose. And you are watching Welcome to the Music. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing you're uh, in the West Coast today. Yes. Well, always. Always. Well, can, you, can you kind of tell this, the gray tinge of uh, a misty, rainy day out there? <laughs> it, it looks, it, I, it, you seem to have sun shining on you. Well, that's, oh, that's good. Maybe there's just nice light coming in here, but it's okay. pretty gray and misty. But okay. But, uh, yeah. Where are you guys? Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. So it's it's gray it's gray today and tomorrow apparently we're getting hit with ice and freezing oh, really? and ice and freezing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. welcome yeah. welcome to Canada as they say yeah <laughs> so when will you guys go back to the bar for for doing the show uh, we've got to figure that out because things are opening up. Um, it's, it's some, some guests might be open to it. Some might not. Um, it has opened up our ability to, you know, meet with and, and talk with people like yourself who aren't necessarily in Toronto. So, yeah. so Zoom, Zoom certainly helped that way. Yet the bar is a great place because of the ambiance. Like it's, it's literally like a little local in Leslieville and it yeah. fills in. So, you know, when we're talking, I remember with, with uh, Bedini and you could just hear the crowd in the background or the, not the crowd, but the noise in the background, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. We've got to figure that out. We have to work with the bar. Um, they've, they've changed their business model and like many restaurants have and are becoming sort of marketplaces as much as they yeah. are restaurants. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. anyway, uh, hopefully, hopefully soon, yeah. knock on wood, hopefully soon we're back yeah. at uh, radical road and uh, recording from there. Yeah. 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 It's been a challenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, the other thing too is, I mean, there is that element of even in terms of press, for instance, like I, it, 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 it it's a lot easier to do some of these things because that's become the norm, you know, mm-hmm. than if you're in a city and you're going from one place to another and trying to do it and in, in, in interspersed between dates. Yeah. So there's, there is some of those silver linings, I guess. Yeah. No, it's yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's facilitated for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've interviewed people, um, you know, like yourself, different provinces, different time zones, different countries. Yeah. Um, because now, okay, we we're at home and doing this. So let's see if somebody wants to hop on the, yeah. You know, hop online and, and, and take care of this. But yeah, so similar to you, you may have, you know, I know a lot of artists, you know, uh, a year or a year and a half ago, we're starting to look at, you know, do I start performing online? And yeah, you know, um, there's something to be said about in person, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know? mean, there were there were funny moments. I mean, I remember where, you know, you in the early days, I remember like playing a show right in this room where I'm sitting and, Oh yeah. wow. And it was in, in Edmonton and people were in cars and they would honk after the song. And, you know, at seven 30, you were done and you were make, making a martini at home. I mean, there was, there was positive aspects of it, but it just ultimately it, there's, it, it, it sort of is, it, it fails on a lot of levels. In yeah. My opinion. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You did you? I saw on your, I think it was on your Instagram. It, may, it might have been on your website. Uh, in February, there was a South Country Fair. Did you perform there, or? Um. Where was that? What was that? What did was I it do? in February, or am I thinking February of last year? Was it that old of a post? Um, I thought I thought it might have been recently. Have you performed recently live? I'm trying to think. Of <laughs> I have done some things of late. Yeah, yeah, okay. and I've got a bunch of things coming up in about a week or ten days. But it seems to me I did some things in December. Okay, and I did one thing in January, but what was it? South Country Fair. That's it rings a bell. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's a blur. It's COVID. It's a blur. It's, yeah, one, day, <laughs> one day rolls into the other. One month rolls into the next. I've been, I've been doing fixing a lot of things around my house and my farm. I've been doing that too. Yeah. I, I do. I'm a person who keeps myself busy, you know, so I, oh, that's good. I work, um, you know, been productive musically speaking. I mean, there's this, there's cosmic dreamer and then the instrumental record I did with Jeffrey Kelly from spirit of the West. There's, there's, it's been, Productive in that way, largely because, you know, I haven't been touring and I've been, oh. you know, did a lot of things that needed doing on my house, my farm. So, you know, they, I've been just kept very busy. But, you know, I, all of a sudden there was we got lucky. We did a lot of shows in the fall, like um, okay. October and November. And then wham, it closed down again. So, yeah. How, what was it like getting back out in front of people after some time away? Well, you know what? There was, there was. It, it wasn't as if it completely shut down. I did a lot of solo shows, even when it was like people. You'd have these sold out shows of fifty people, and you do six nights somewhere. I loved it. You know, okay. like I would go to a theater and kind of set up a residency, and it was only fifty people. But you had the, you, you knew that it was you'd sold the thing out, sure. and and so I. I, I I kept there. There was all those things happening that when there'd be a little bit of an opening or reduced capacity, that I didn't feel like I had sort of a year long hiatus, okay, right? or or two year, and then yeah. yeah, in the meantime, just making lots of music too. So oh, that's great. So Cosmic Dreamer was one album that you made. That that's the one that's coming up soon. Yeah, um, and then you had the instrumental album both yeah. of those were made during the past couple of years yeah yeah okay nice i know greg had some questions about um that instrumental album that you made uh recently fire away yeah greg um yeah no i, I guess you know the, the one thing i wanted to before we get into that i have to tell you this because we, we do put out to our to the listeners questions apparently before I get into that, apparently you and I are are quasi related through a mutual cousin. Whoa, whoa! Now she's oh. she's the I wacky know. cousin. Yeah, she's Who the wacky. Go ahead. Who is it, or do we not divulge? Uh, Sandy Herkom. I don't know if you know Sandy Herkom. She was from Calgary. She's yeah. now on the Manitoulin. She yeah. owns a, a coffee shop on the Manitoulin. She's owned a candy store. Cream's been to both places a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so apparently, but she's, she's the weird one. So neither of us, we don't even admit it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Family um, secrets, Greg, way to go. Way to start off. Yeah. Here. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, no, in terms of like, um, 
you know, the, the music described it was, it, is it that album that was like instrumental cinematic, Cana- cinematic Canadiana? Is that, or am I, I thinking guess, of the, yeah, that would be a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I read that. I thought that was a really interesting descriptor of it. Can well, you, you sort should of listen, you should listen to it. It's, it's, I, I, it's one of the things I'm most proud of, you know, and yeah. it's the perfect thing for Saturday morning or Sunday morning, get up and put it on. I, I find it, uh, you know, a lot of my family members, they, they listen to that more than any other thing that I've done, <laughs> you know, because it, it just kind of, it, it, I mean, words are sometimes challenging, especially if you know the songwriter, then you're kind of like, what's that about? You know, what, what, what was happening there? But the instrumental thing, it's just beautiful. And, and of course, Jeffrey, and we did it in honor yeah. of John Mann, who passed away way too early. So yeah, um, that's, it, that was a great project. That's great. And, and I know, I know you've known John for many years. In fact, um, you had an album or you had a song, the ocean and you about John. Is that, am I correct with that statement? Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. That, that's, um, and can um, you talk about how the two of you connected and like, you know, well, going we, back and, uh, I mean, it goes back 40 years basically yeah. or, um, or not, not quite 35 years or something like that, but we were just friends right out of, and we started doing music together, and and then later on, our um, uh, Jeffrey's wife and my wife were in theater school with John, and it's just like we always hung out. And then they didn't have a band at that point. I did, and then at a certain point, we started. They started putting a band together, and I produced Spirit of the West's first record. So there's a lot no. of history. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's great. So we have a question here. From yep. uh, from a friend of ours, Jennifer Johnson. Uh, she would love to know about your friendship with and working relationship uh, with Sherry Sherry Ulrich. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's you know curious about uh, if you guys knew each other before uh, before you moved to Bow. Is it Bowen Island? Yeah, we both. Yeah. I just saw Sherry yesterday. Um, All right. Pouring some gear from her. Uh, yeah, she's just a tremendous musician. Just, you know, she's like a sister to me, too. I mean, we get, I don't know, we did we did some songwriter things, I don't know, back around, I don't know, 2005. I'd always known her, at, you know, an acquaintance, but I did some songwriting things, and we just really connected on a deeper level then, and we so we started... That's when we put our, together our, our kind of group that we occasionally play, BTU, which is Bentall, Ta- Tom Taylor from the great band She Stole My Beer from a long time ago. I mean, they, he's, he's the principal songwriter, so Tom and uh, Sherry and I, we play. We usually play once, you know, do a little tour once a year. It's so great. I mean, it, phenomenal harmonies in that band. And so, yeah, I just have a great deal of respect for Sherry. Good friend. Nice. So let's get to Cosmic Dreamer. Sure. Um, uh, both the album as well as the song uh, yeah. that is, has already been released. Uh, very beautiful video as well uh, oh, yeah. to accompany that, by the way. Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, and and you, you talk about – I'm curious if that album – is a is a direct result. I know there's many themes in that album, many topics that you you sing about, but is that a direct result of 
sort of the times that we've been going through the past couple of years. Because it's a very, I, th I think you describe it, um, or it has been described as a very melancholic album, a very somber album. So, you know, your thoughts on on on, on that and where, where it fits as well in, in terms of your whole catalog. Yeah, it's a bit different in terms of my whole catalog. There's not a lot of drums on it, and it was, uh, and it is a bit melancholic, I guess. <laughs> you know, one of these days I'm going to sit down. I'm just going to write a fun, happy rock and record. I'm going to do that one of these days. <laughs> It'll be fun. Um, but uh, I started it right before I was taking a course. I, I go, I go as a staff member up to the Arctic. Um, mm -hmm. With Adventure Canada, and I have to drive Zodiac and do other things there. So I was taking a course to certify. That was February of when, you know, right before the pandemic started. So I was over on Vancouver Island taking this course, and I just started working on that song in, at nighttime. And then where I was taking it on Vancouver, the course on Vancouver Island, good friend as a studio, amazing musician, we went over and we recorded cosmic dreamer like basically played it about three times that was it so that started the record that got me thinking oh i want to make a record that's that's going to set the tone and but at that time there was only talk about uh you know the threat of a virus so it was you know and then i came back from the course and i was and i was getting ready to head to the junos i was actually mm -hmm. driving to the airport Oh, yeah. And when everything got canceled, and mm. it was it was wild, and I just remember, you know, heading up to our farm, and you know, some of our kids and their kids came up there. It was like a commune for a while. We just spent, I think, seventy five days straight there. Like nobody knew what we could, you know. I mean, that we were fortunate. Yeah, I always felt fortunate for me. Like I wasn't, you know, I don't know your guys' circumstance, but I don't know if you were kind of confined to an apartment in Toronto or what the scoop was. But you know, I had I had sort of a bit of freedom of outdoors, out of doors. But but it, it was, yeah. I mean, that whole record. It's I mean, it's it's definitely impacted by what was happening in the world. Still yeah. is nice. The song is sort of inspired by. Was it a postcard that your wife sent to you? Yeah, it was just. Well, it was. Um, it was. It was kind of a, like. Um, 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 uh, almost a horoscope thing describing okay. Pisces, which I am. Okay. And it was, it, but it was a beautiful picture. And, and I mean, really, I, I do feel that sometimes songs, and this might seem cliched, but sometimes, you know, you write and you work at your craft and you're a songwriter, so you might as well get to it and write songs. But then there's also times where you feel like you do not know where this came from. And I think you work as a songwriter to get to those times because okay. you, and you can't force it. You can't control it. That's the beauty of it. But, but if you show up, then sometimes it happens. And that's what happened in that song. I go, I have no idea where the fuck this is coming from, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just ride it. That's the way that song came about. I mean, I don't even know to this day. I'm, I'm sort of, intrigued by some of the lyrics it just it's 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 intriguing to me but it it speaks and then and then from there to do that video with um i mean those my manager's daughter she's uh retired now but ballet from, from winnipeg ballet and she she and her friend choreographed 
they had done this clip underneath a bridge in Toronto, and it was so moving to me. Then so I sort of said, "What? Let's. Why don't we do this? Like a choreographed ballet piece in you know in the beach near where I'm playing, and and then on top of that, my my dear friend Craig Northy from the Odds, and you know, big part of the Canadian music business. Mm, Craig, he 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 started. He was our guitar tech when he. That's how he got in the business. And and he and it's his son that filmed it, and, and okay. so just a lot of really neat connections there. Yeah, little, little little bit of a sidebar there. I don't know if you go on Twitter and there's rave drool, which is like '90s Canadiana account, and yeah. they have their they have their their March Madness bracket. Yeah. And so, you know, they have one band names as one bracket, two band names, three band names. And then I can't remember what the fourth one is. Anyway, you brought up the odds. And I just my heart broke the other day. And it was so like it was it was like Sophie's child. The the, the choice you had to pick in that bracket was between Sloan and odds. Oh, it was just like, well, <laughs> anyway, sorry, when you brought up odds, it just reminded me that. Who, I was, who I was, ruled the on. day? Sloan. Sloan took that one. Say yeah. dommage. Yeah. yeah, I, uh, I, I think I, I think I, I think I picked selected odds, knowing that it, I was trying to throw some support behind, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I, and again, I love both, so I have to. It's a cruel it. world out there, isn't it? It is. It, it is. is. Yeah, it is. Very <laughs> good to do Sophie's choice. There we go. I know. Yeah, yeah. hearts are broken every day. They yeah. are. <laughs> hearts are broken. Yeah. You, Barney, you talk about, you know, as, as a songwriter showing up. What does that mean? Oh, I think um, just that, you know, you got to work at your craft. I mean, I don't, we used to work really hard at songwriting. And it's not like I, I don't work hard at it when I'm doing it. But it's a different, it's kind of lost its, I don't feel like I'm going to have all of a sudden some major resurgence of my career or reinvent the wheel or anything, you know, like I don't feel, and I don't get the pressure that we had in the early days from the record company to create something or, you know, or, or that, that there's a whole band or structure that needs, needs us to go and play. It's, I, it's changed. So, you know, I, I, it's, so I don't, there's not that same kind of urgency, but, Mm -hmm. but, you know, writing songs, like if you, I just continue to write music and write songs. Okay. I I know I've said it before. I have, I have great respect for certain, you know, I use Trooper as an example. I mean, they, they probably still play. I think they still play these days. I know a bunch of them. They're, they're great guys, but I, if, if I was just going out and playing and, and just still playing the hits I had in the late 80s, early 90s, I probably wouldn't do this. It's, it doesn't... I I need to write... To make a record like Cosmic Dreamer. Like, it doesn't... It feels... It's... I, I feel like I'm, A, not just rehashing what I did or what made me popular. And, and I also... I, I just, I want to keep creating on that level. So that's, oh, that's probably what I mean by showing up, you know, like I, I keep writing songs. So then, you know, the, you'll still, even after doing it for 40 years, maybe uh, I'll still get to this point where I go, whoa, that, that felt like, that felt like something special. And that's all you can ask for, right? 
Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very interesting. It, 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 it's, it's interesting. And I, I want to sort of go to the next stage of that, which is how has, how has the, the recording and production changed as you're like, you know, and back then you would have had to go into the studio and bang out that. And there was the pressure. Um, what's, what's it like for you now just to be able to have that flexibility? I mean, remember reading about, is it Jeff coming up to your place and, I think he came up to your place or you went to his or whatever and recorded. How has it changed? And I'm not just talking the pandemic, but I would like to know that, but also. Oh, just as a- Yeah. I mean, it's changed hugely. I mean, the thing is when we first started, we first got signed to Sony. Part of it, it was just the absurd amount of money they would throw at you to make a record, but they were very careful to never like the last thing anybody wanted you to do is say, you know, in hindsight, it should have gone, okay, this is great. We'll make a really good record, but I'm going to take $50,000 of this and put a down payment on a house. <laughs> like that, that was, that was completely frowned upon. So you get these huge record budgets and the idea is that a lot of lawyers, producers, everybody got paid except the band, you know, the band had a subsistence wage. So it changed radically from that where, you know, I mean, now everything's so incredibly portable. That's one thing. It yeah. was back then, you know, the machinery was, you needed a studio by and large. Um, but, but um, it's it just, it, it amazes me what you'd get, what you'd spend two and a quarter million dollars on back then. And then what you can make for $20,000 now, yeah. you know, and then if yeah. you look at Cosmic Dreamer, the only people that were ever in the room together was myself and the guy I made the record with. And then all the people that played on it. And then I recorded the drums in my place, you know, so I, I know no one out engineer all my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's all that stuff happening or I would send stuff out to, you know, I had Kendall Carson and plays with Alan Doyle and known for a long time. A fiddle and Matt Kelly was with City and Color. Like they did a bunch of stuff on the record, so I just send it to them and they they'd record it and 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 send it back. And it 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 feels like we're all in the same room. Wow. So that that changed radically, and and there was some there was kind of a cool freedom to that. And I was also so pleased with how that turned out. Didn't seem disjointed mm-hmm. to me at all. But you know that's get good players. Uh, in your in your court and 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 just turn them loose, sort of thing, yeah. and, and give them f- the freedom. So, so yeah, I mean it's it's changed a lot, and um, you know, there's uh, you know, music is I, it it's hard. It's there's so, so a lot of great stuff happening, but it's also in a bit of a weird crisis to me as well because mm-hmm. it's it's getting so hard for musicians who don't have a reputation and can't play live um, to, to make a go of it. And then also the pandemic, I think is knocking a lot of people out of the game. I think people are, a lot of people are going, you know what? I, I'm done. Hmm. Like I'll, I'll be a barista two or three days a week. They might be going, I'll be a barista two or three days a week so I can support my artistic drive and be a musician. But if I can't all of a sudden play, I better, I might want to find some sort of viable career. So that's a bit tough. And then, and then it also feels on streaming to me, like the, the, the big, the big power entity in music sort of getting control again. So like there's, there's, you know, they can maybe pay to promote 
certain artists and then they get a lot of streams and stuff. It's, it's a tricky time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's, um, we've, we've, we've talked to a number of, of young artists and a number of, you know, people that are, we, we talked to a whole mix of people. We talked to, you know, seasoned musicians like yourself. And we talked to young artists who end up going on like Ocon to become win the international or the Juno uh, international music. Yeah. Is that right? Anyway, anyway. Um, but, but what the, the, uh, the, the, the pandemic has also seemed to hit from the perspective of, you know, in Toronto, well, not just in Toronto, everywhere. I mean, real estate's going through the roof. So, you know, the areas that were going to be gentrified that the artists were still in are being gentrified. And like even moving out to Prince Edward County now is not a viable solution because they're half a million to a million dollar homes out there. And it's just, you know, one of the discussions that we've had with a number of artists is, you know, what's going to happen after COVID and where are those artists going to be able to, you know, um, get together and, and foster whatever's next. I don't know. Well, I was just down in Toronto and, and uh, who, who was saying, I said Toronto or Vancouver, but the last sort of rehearsal space, like kind of shut down. Hmm. Where do hmm. people even rehearse? Yeah. You know, and, and it's true. Real estate state is, is, is just, it's, crazy you know how do you how do you um you know i feel very lucky to have come up through this business when i did even though back then i sort of did feel like it was it's easy to think it was a bit of a feudal system and you're getting ripped off by that but you know i I, it's funny to think well we had it really good but what what's what you know as far as income goes you have to it's plain live that you know, you might get the occasional sync license and stuff, like, but but it's basically about playing live. Yeah. Has it always been about playing live? You mean for income? Yeah. No, no. Uh, that's that's um, you know, without getting too technical, you know, say if I get a SoCan award for a hundred thousand radio plays for one of my old songs, well, back then that that's. That's that's a significant amount of plays, but it's you know it feeds your family. That song mm-hmm. from your royalties as well as being able to go play all live. But your your the various royalty streams would would give you a living, you know, and you'd be able to support your family. Now, you know, you'd have to have millions upon millions of streams mm-hmm. to get that same sort of degree of income. So yeah. So that that whole system has has profoundly changed. So what 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 we're um, you know it really comes down to pre- performing live and touring to make your uh, make your living, and then of course that was largely removed. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I, I'm fortunate. I'm I'm fine. I've got you know lots of things on the go, and and you know we're lucky to to. Um, you know, for people, it's getting in the housing market, for instance. Oh, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very, very lucky in that way. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, know you, t- you talk, Barney, about the rehearsal spaces uh, disappearing. Um, you know, we wanted to ask you, we have a segment here called Lost Venues. So we want to ask you, um, you know, is there is there a venue that you hold dear to 
uh, maybe you got some memories there that you could share, but that it no longer exists. I'm wondering if there's uh, one of those uh, that you have. Well, I, I, I'll do two. Um, sure. One, one was the, the Misty Moon in Halifax. I don't think it's not there anymore. It's my understanding. And it was, it was just, that was, I mean, it, it was the reason we would finish a tour in Halifax and be on stage at three 30 or four at night and then catch a seven o'clock flight in the morning. And really we would come home by and large a bag of shit the next day. But, but we, it was, it, it was kind of grimy and it, it just said, but it had this magic and it was like the bookend in the country from the Commodore ballroom, which I mm-hmm. completely love. And, um, and then the misty moon, but I, here's one. Okay. Uh, Spirit of the West had this song called, uh, the, the crawl. It was like, we're good. Oh boys come from the North shore drinkers and crossers like you've never seen. Um, it, and it would go from the troller, from the troller to the raven, and all stops in between. That is about this pub crawl, and it was it was one of those showstoppers. And and I just heard from Jeffrey that the raven was right near where they live, and and we did some gigs there in the early days. And you know, everybody thought that would never, you know, close. It was such an institution. It was a pub, but. But then, you know, somebody sold it and somebody bought it who really didn't give a care at all about the history of that and it's turned into condos. And that, oh. that kind of stuff happens everywhere. So yeah. those are the two I would say off the top of my head. Nice. But I know there's going to be lots of things. There's lots of things closing down now. There are. Yeah. But, but, but what's interesting is, you know, here in Toronto, for example, um, you know, we thought we were losing the Hughes room. And yet, oh, yeah. they, yet they just bought the place out on Broadview. Oh, I, tr- I drove by there the other day. I was uh, out, uh, I was doing a thing with Jim Cuddy and we were driving by it. And he said, oh, this, this is where it's going to be. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. It, it's a, it's a, it looks like a neat room from, like, it looks like a neat venue from the outside. So I imagine yeah. the inside is going to have a lot of character. That's a lot of great. Character. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. That's where a is, bright spot. Where is that one, Greg? It's gonna be. It's like Broadview. I, it's uh, either just nor, uh, maybe it's just south of Gerard or just north of Gerard, but it's on Broadview. Yeah, it's like an old church on the east, on the sorry on the west side. It's a white building, like a white church. It's really it's a funky little building. I'm so happy that that yeah. they were able to do that. That's a really great thing. The That's city, the city jumped in and helped out too with I think some some loan guarantees and stuff. So uh, it's which, nice to see. Which they should. Yep. Yep. I mean, that level, the theaters are going to, the bigger theaters are going to survive. But, you know, it takes a long time. Talk about 20 feet from stardom. It's like the, the, the version that gets you to theaters. It's a big, it's a big step. Yeah. So yeah. it needs all those things where, you know, people can incubate and break mm-hmm. from clubs to, the, you know the clubs where you were kind of scared to go in the dressing rooms to all, all that way up to the, the whole feeder system. Did you ever yeah. play six high? No. Out in New Brunswick. Uh, when you mentioned Misty, I thought of six high. It was in, uh, where was that, it? What? Um, is it St. John or St. John's New Brunswick? Oh, I always get oh, them wrong. It's, it's St. John. New St. Brunswick. John. So it's six high. And it was, um, I think it was Irving's money. Um, and, and it was like a, an old six story um, 
bank and yeah. bank building and it was converted into a live venue. It was an amazing live venue. But to your point, I remember going up to the rooms that we were sleeping in and the washrooms and just like, oh my God, what are we doing here? What are we doing on the road? But hey, that's life. Were you traveling <laughs> at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. Back then we were, uh, we were actually, we were um, with uh, vis-a-vis and the hip through Jake and Alan Gregg's yeah. management company. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was that, fun. That makes Worst it, times, but, best times. What about you, Kareem? What, what are you, oh, what are you? no. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> I, I, I'm one of those guys that remember, you know, growing up in Toronto, um, we had a, a top 40 radio station, uh, which is where I, I, I believe I got, because it was either, it was either listening to radio on, uh, on uh, CFTR. Yeah. Uh, 680, which is now an all news station. Or it was Q107 yeah. uh, to, to listen to Classic Rock. So one of those two stations is how I got introduced to this album yeah. Um, yeah. Over, over here. Um, and that's that's my my claim to fame is listening, just listening to music and then bumping into Greg, you know, working in, in the tech industry. Uh, yeah. And then just talking about our, our, our love of going to live music and, uh, yeah, and then just, you know, talking with with musicians and just, you know, uh, and enjoying the stories that come out of that. Yeah. But um, even though I've got a guitar up here, I, I, I can't play a lick. You've also got a <laughs> ukulele too. Ukulele I can play. I can play half decent. <laughs> yeah. uh, the guitar I got because I thought, okay, I got all this time during COVID. Let me learn. But uh, I can't learn on a screen. I've got, I need to go to, to, to a teacher and, and have them teach me how to hold it, how to place my fingers on the string and how to strum or pick. But, um, you know, hopefully it's a hard road. It's hard road later in life to, to learn an instrument, but yeah. yeah. But, you know, hey, we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's, but, but it, it's all about appreciating music, you know? Yeah. I yeah, think so. 100%. I think so. Um, you talked about your your farm. I, I had no clue in, until I started doing some research that that besides music, you're you're like you said earlier, you're you're a busy person. You're a busy man. Um, how long have you had your own ranch? Is this something that just it's, it's a family thing? It's not a family thing. It's okay. uh, well, I mean it's our in our family, but we've we've had it uh, since. Uh, it's it's getting close to about twenty eight years. We've had a place up there. And then for okay. a while, in the two thousand to two thousand six, we bought the working cattle ranch in the area, which was was I mean the 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 stories I the, the tales I can spin from that are pretty uh, pretty uh, entertaining. But I won't go there now. But but we did run that from for those six years. But it really took me out of music. Um, it just was too busy. Uh, so now we have a quarter section. We grow some hay, have some animals. And I, I like, I really like that. I feel, I love that part of life. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And that's where we made the Ranch Raiders record. Mm. I mean, uh, the Ranch there's two Ranch Raiders videos that, that are basically filmed up there. It's, it's, it's a really nice piece of paradise up there. Nice. And you recently... It was interesting because recently you shared some photos 
of when you went up to the Arctic. Oh yeah. Um, and then I realized after reading the the last one that all these photos are from years ago. These, well, these they're, are, they're from a couple of years ago because we haven't been able to go. Yeah. For a couple of years. I I you know what I. I thought it would be clear because I was doing it in the middle of winter and it, you know, it would be incredibly inhospitable in the middle of winter. And then, and then somebody told me, cause it was great. Cause that, that series of posts, I, I just did it because I was honored with becoming a, a fellow of the Canadian Geographical Society. But I, I did those posts and somebody said to me, Oh, somebody stopped me in the street and said, are you back? And I went, no, I'm just always been here, and and they go, <laughs> and and then that's when I realized, oh my goodness, I should have made that very clear. <laughs> it, it seemed, it seemed, but you know, these are the kind of things I I didn't know that people would you know <laughs> give it that much thought, but it was great. It was I just got such great feedback from those things. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now, how does that happen? How does you know? I, I'm I'm also learning that. Um, you know, you, you conduct tours um, as, as well up there for um, Adventure Canada, is it? Is it? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I'm just a staff member. I'm, a, okay. I'm a, you know, like, but uh, were you going to ask how that happens? Yeah. Like, how, like, how does one become a fellow? Well, um, you have to get nominated. Those are two different things. But the okay. Adventure Canada thing is, is I, uh, you know, to me, yeah, music has been an incredible passport. It's okay. like I've, I've uh, you know, I've been able to play hockey with Guy Lafleur and all this stuff. Like I've been able to um, do all these charity games. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm just an average smuck beer leg hockey player. But it's been, I've been able to have these, you know, have played with Wayne Gretzky and do this stuff like in a charity format, you know. So that's and then, then when I was asked to go up north as a musician um, in the Arctic and you know do the Northwest Passage, it's like okay, yeah, sign me up. And uh, I'm also, uh, you know, for those trips, for instance, like I, yeah, I'm, I, I'll play, I do concerts, a couple of concerts on the ship, but but they, it's a really great organization, and the reality is you have to you're working the whole time, you're a staff member. So that's never been a problem for me. So I drive Zodiac and I'm also a bear guard when we're up North too. So like, and then play music as well. So they want, they do look for people that, you know, where you can multitask a bit. So for me, it's like when an opportunity like that comes up, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm all over that. And uh, for the last two years, of course, we couldn't go up there into those communities. So, we're going again in September. So maybe I'll do some more posts from there and say, I'm actually here. Rich. You're actually here. You're, you're actually, you're actually live. Yeah. It, yeah. It's funny because like we, we had Roger Mooking on a couple of, uh, about a month ago or whatever. And, and he talked about how music allowed him to get into the food thing. And then the food thing back, like it, it you know, having, you know, having the success and then giving enabling him to have the freedom to do that. And I think of, yeah. you know, a number of people that follow their passions um, like George from Alexis on fire, who's a firefighter. Cause that's what he loves to do. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. he loves Alexis on fire. He tours all over the place still with them, but he loves doing that. And, you know, as, as, as part of his life. Is he a, like an actual 
firefighter or, or I mean, or a volunteer firefighter? No, no, no. He works. He he works out in Oshawa for the for the yeah. fire department. In yeah. fact, he works with my, I guess my ex brother in law, my son's uncle. Yeah. And uh, I dropped into our family fun chat the other day, the new Alexis on Fire album. And my son, Bri's like, yeah, I sort of had the inside scoop on that a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I play hockey with firefighters in, in North Shore, Vancouver, and West Van. And it occurred to me, you know, that you could have had a musical career being a fireman. Yeah. And, and clearly... Yeah. He has, but because, you know, you go, you go, you think at this point I'd have a pension <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know, because they, they, I remember one time going in and, and they go, they, they, they were saying to me, don't you ever work? Because, you know, we're there playing on Thursday morning, having beers after. Don't you ever work? And I, I looked at them and I go, don't you guys ever work? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, there's freedom in your schedule. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, that is that is neat, um, Barney. Uh, I, I believe you might have a song. Oh, uh, okay. I'll get it. Better grab a guitar here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grab that. And we'll we'll talk. We'll do an intro to it. Awesome. Let's see if we're in tune. Uh -oh. I don't even have a tuner. That's pretty good. Won't complain about that. What should I do? Oh, you know what I'll do? Because yeah. we talked about Hughes' room. Um, I um, I, uh, I I put a Gordon Lightfoot song on this record mm. called Shadows. And uh, and I went out, and this is again right before the pandemic started. I did uh, these three nights at Hughes' room, where it's a tribute to Gordon Lightfoot, and uh, and he comes down every night and watches us, falls asleep a bit, but uh, and then gets up and, and would get up and sing with us, and it was so meaningful. And so I did I did this particular song because uh, it's what I chose to do. And I love doing it so much that I put it on the record. It's called Shadows. See if I can remember it. Won't you reach out, love, and touch me? Let me hold you for a while. I've been all around this world. Oh, how I long to see you smile. But there's a shadow on the moon. And the waters here below Do not shine the way they should I love you just in case you didn't know Let it go Let it happen like it happened once before It's a wicked wind And it chills me to the bone and if you do not believe it, come and gaze upon the shadow at your door. Won't you 
Won't you reach up? Won't you lie down beside me, baby? Run your fingers through my hands. I've been all around this town, and still I do not understand. Is it me or is it you? Or the shadow of a dream? Is it wrong to be in love? Could this be the finest love I've ever seen? Set it free. Let it happen like it happened once before. It's a wicked wind and it chills me to the bone. And if you do not believe it, come and gaze upon the shadow at your door. Won't you kiss me gently, darling, where the river runs away From the mountains and the hillside on a blue and windy day Where there is beauty all around and the shades of night grow deep When the morning stars grow dim They will find, they will find us in the shadows fast asleep Let it go Let it happen like it happened once before It's a wicked wind and it chills me to the bone And if you do not believe it Come and gaze upon the shadow at your door Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so much. That, that was, was great. great. Oh, good. There's a few mistakes, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> that was great. That's <laughs> <I love>. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. That was awesome. Thank you. I I, ha- I want to ask you this question. Yeah. Um. How how old were you? How many years ago was this? Oh, I don't know. I look at that. I look at I look at that and I go, Why did I ever think I was getting older back then? <laughs> Look at that handsome young man. I, been, I know what I know what I I think I was 33. Um, wow. Because uh, I remember I remember the record company lying about my age. I was like 32 or 33 and they said I was 29. Oh. <laughs> and what, they were very you- careful. They were ca- very careful to never mention that I had a wife and kids too. Really? Yeah, it was a different era. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, what advice would you give thirty-two-year-old Barney? Oh, interesting. That's a really interesting question. Well, that would be one. It's just like, uh, don't you know, uh, you, you know, really embrace where you are and be grateful for it, and and probably believe in yourself a little bit more. Hmm. You know. Um, and then follow, follow my gut instinct a bit more that that's another one. Cause 
I think when I look back at, at, at that, me and that photo, it's, it's, uh, I mean, in some ways it's pretty remarkable what we did. We got a major label deal and we fought through so much stuff to, to get to there. And, uh, but, but, you know, I know I spent a lot of time making sure everybody was looked after in the band and all, all, all the people around me. And I, and I probably would have just said, yeah, just, you know, follow, follow your direction a little bit more. Um, that's, that's probably what I'd, I'd say. And then, and then, you know, like I, it's a bit of a touchy area, but when I said they, they, they would never mention that I was married and I have kids, like I probably should have put my foot down to that. But, you know, we, it was an era where we thought we, we got to do what it, you know, it's like, we're, we've got this major label deal and, you know, they're, they're, you had to work hard, you know, and you, this is the way it went. This is the way things are done. And, and, uh, you know, yeah, you make mistakes, but at the end of the day, I feel, you know, we're still all intact here. So that's its own, uh, you know, I mean, all that family is still together. I consider that probably a bigger victory than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah, sage, sage advice, indeed. Um, so I have one last question from a listener, and okay. his name's David Bowie, and his name is actually David Bowie. Like, it's not like I grew up with the guy, so I know his name is David Bowie. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that album or if it was before that album, but he wanted to know, he, he asked what it was like to work with Bob Rock. <laughs> well, I knew Bob pretty well. That's an interesting question. Um, uh and we um, we didn't we did a demo for something to live for with Bob Rock, and it was quite different. And uh, you know, I was in that milieu, but I was working with Bob, and I was being managed by Bruce Allen. And but they, they wanted me to get rid of my band, which were the Legendary Hearts, and um, and and kind of go in their direction, go into their camp, and get musicians to surround me or yeah. musicians they felt we're of a better quality. And, and you know what? I just, I couldn't do that. We'd been through the trenches be- together. So, I mean, you know, whenever I see Bob, it's we're, we're very friendly. And of course he went on to such incredible success. Yeah. But I, I just, I had to part ways with that, that milieu or that the old Bruce <laughs> Allen, Bob Rock thing, because I just, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't turn my back on my friends. So. Well, thank you for sharing that. I really, that was, very honest so thank you <laughs> that's not a story i share very often but no. but uh yeah i'm very comfortable with it because yeah. you know at the end of the day that that's i i'm really glad i made that move you know and then i ended up being managed out of toronto bernie finkelstein had great relationship with him and you know everybody in the west coast i think was a little pissed off at that time that i'd you know they sold it and moved to toronto yeah, yeah. We never moved, but my God, it's almost like we lived there. You know, we were yeah. there all the time. But yeah. Uh, so one of the questions I like to ask before we wrap it up is, what's in your earbuds lately? What are you listening to that people should be checking out? Oh, geez, it's pretty. Uh, it's it's pretty varied. Uh, I listen to a lot of kind of Irish Celtic music through, that I get through through Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. As far as new people, I just started. I, I was listening to this guy Doug Seeger, a little old old school guy. 
that I managed to get a record deal somehow. I listened to, oh man, I listen to a lot of classical music sometimes. I don't listen to a lot of singer-songwriters per se, <laughs> which is really pathetic, but I, I <laughs> enough of it out of my own head so that I just, uh, um, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate hey. that. Barney, thank you so much for this. This has been really fun, really great. Yeah, likewise, you guys. It's been great chatting with you, and, and it's been a pleasure.